Hi, I'm Lainey, host of the new podcast, We're All Just Pretending. It's a podcast that has elements of Dear Abby with a twist of post-secret. Every episode, I'll read listener questions and provide advice and insight as a friend. My own pod friends will even join in and offer their advice on parenting, relationships, and even give you really bad advice on purpose. Since we all have secrets to share, there'll also be a segment focusing on letting the skeletons out of your closet. If you're looking for advice or want to share a secret, head to allpretendingpod.com. And remember... We're all just pretending here. Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why Though the podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Make sure you head over to our Facebook, facebook.com slash butwhythoughpc, and our Twitter on Instagram, at butwhythoughpc. We definitely want to get more involved with you all, and we want to hear your fan but why those. Let us know. We'll put it up on the website. Also, if you want to support us a little bit more, head on over to our Patreon. There you'll get access to all of our research notes, early released episodes, as well as a whole bunch of stuff that I cut out from the episode. So if you want extra content, go ahead and head over there. And if you subscribe at the $3 level, you also get some merch. I am in the process of sending stuff out to people right now, and I'm looking to get more stuff done. But if a monthly subscription is just too much, we also have some t-shirts. Go ahead and get one, send us your picture in it, and we'll post it up on our website. But we here at But Why Though want you to know that just you listening is as important as it gets. So share us with your friends, share us with your grandma, share us with whoever you can. Play us while you're at work and make your entire place listen to us. We appreciate it and we love you guys. Also, this is going to be a two-parter. We got into an awesome conversation with our special guest, Suara Saleh of the Beltway Banthas podcast. And I just didn't think it was good to cut out an entire hour and a half of conversation just to meet our time. So... Here it goes. Hey everyone, today we're talking about pretty much the gold standard in comic TV universes nowadays. We're talking about the CW-verse. That includes Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? Matt. Hello. And an extra special CW-verse fandom stand flag fanboy, I don't know. And also a co-host of Beltway Banthas, a Star Wars and politics podcast, and a upstarting contributor at DC TV uh, podcasts. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, good. good. We're glad to have you back, Shwar. Yeah. You're awesome. I'm very I'm happy to, to be back. I'm glad to meet you too, Matt. Finally, I was, like, I was not on the actual other podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you don't watch Game of Thrones, right? You need Correct. to fix that, man. <laughs> so I've been told multiple times. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for having me back on. I'm a huge fan of DC TV. All three shows, The Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow, they're absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. So to kick things off, we always like to start with a question. We're going to do multiples today just so that we can get all of our biases for such a large universe out and in the open. 
questions are your top five characters across all the shows, your least favorite character, your favorite show, least favorite show. Um, well, how about you start with one question, have everybody answer, then move to the next one? Why do you have to come up with good ideas? This is why I'm here. I know. Okay, yeah. Let's start with the first one. Your top five characters across the entire universe. So I'll go first. Uh, yeah, I'd say my top five across the entire universe are Barry Allen. He's, you know, my ultimate hero. I relate to him so much. And The Flash is my favorite TV show. And I really love Barry's arc. It can definitely be frustrating at times, but I think he's awesome. Uh, Cara Danvers slash Cara Zor-El for much of the same reasons as Barry. I love her. I think she's an amazing hero and has such a strong story. Um, in terms of like my other three favorite characters, I'm going to go Iris West. I really love Iris. I think I'll also go, uh, yeah, I'll go Sarah Lance because she's had an extraordinary arc across the uh, series in both Arrow, The Flash, and or sorry, the Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, for my fifth favorite character, I think I'm going to go with Cisco uh, from The Flash. He always has like, he's one of the strongest supporting characters. He is such a an amazing fully fleshed out character he's you know i'm just gonna say he's really amazing for hispanic and latino representation i think that's very important and he's just like an absolute delight in almost every single scene you see him in except in season three when he's a real downer for like 75 percent <laughs> of it um in no particular order for me because when i was thinking about this i was just thinking of characters that i liked um i don't think i have like an all-out favorite one but i like uh, Joe West, because I think he's like an ultimate, like dad type character. Um, Mick Rory, because he's definitely like the best comic relief I think in the show. Next to my next, um, Cisco. Love Cisco for a lot of the reasons that um, Shwar mentioned. Uh, Captain Cold, I really love Captain Cold because his relationship with uh, with Mick is really really good. And my man Diggle, love my man Diggle. He's my favorite part all of all of Arrow. And then honorable mention, because I didn't want to leave her out, um, Patty Spivet. She's my girl. Oh, Patty, <laughs> she's got rid of her. But yeah, that's me. I like Patty. She's <laughs> cool. I actually, I actually like her. I like her. I didn't at first. I do like her, though. Um, okay, I guess I'm going to go. Um, I'll start, I guess, at the bottom. I go with five. I'm going to have to go with season one and two and five of Felicity. And then I'm have to go with season one, two, and five of Oliver as four. I'm going with Constantine as three because he will count. And I don't care what anybody says. That was a great thing. That's, yeah. That's perfectly valid. <laughs> Still sad. And then uh, I'm going to go with Harry. <laughs> version two. Whatever version. Yeah, he's probably going to be number one. So I'll probably skip number two. And I really liked actually Captain Hunter. Nice. Oh, Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I think Rip Hunter benefited a lot from the second season of Legends. But no, probably overall, I guess I would have to go with Harry, the Evil Well, not the Evil Wells, I guess the uh, Dickish Wells, or Dickish yes. Wells would be my favorite character <laughs> of all. Which of. we can say that on air, because that is how Cisco and everybody else refers to him. <laughs> Way of differentiating him from the other Wells. <laughs> Which, uh, I guess... I don't know if I can bring it up later. Like, I supremely respect Tom Cavanaugh's like prowess as an actor. 
Oh, he's easily the best actor on the entire show. Easy, hundred percent. Playing playing another guy, playing himself, playing somebody who is paralyzed, and then playing a bad version of himself, and then a moron version of himself, and then himself controlled by somebody else, and acting against himself as different versions. Exactly. Like he reminds he reminds me a lot of uh, was it uh, I can't remember her name Tatiana uh, Tatiana Maslany. Yes, um, from uh, Orphan Black. Yeah, like yeah, he, he could like that. literally be one through five like top characters because he's yes. played so many different versions <laughs> yeah. of, of Wells. That was the one thing I've noticed that I was kind of disappointed that nobody had him on their list so far. Mm. I had well, him. On I was going to put him, but I didn't. But he just plays different things, and I didn't want to like yeah. him to take all five of my slots because he, like I said, he easily <laughs> could just because he's such a good actor. So I love Joe West because he reminds me of my dad. I mean, I think I mentioned on the podcast before, like my dad is my stepdad, but he's he's the best, he's the best dad in the world. And so like Joe reminds me of my dad so much. Um, and then Cisco for all the same reasons everybody said, and the fact that I can't think of the last time I saw a Latino represented as somebody super freaking smart. Like he's just so smart and he's smart and funny, which you don't get a lot. Actually, no, Wells is on my thing, see? Uh, Wells, no, he is. Yeah, sorry, I wrote this all down. I I went through a lot of versions. <laughs> um, so Wells, Diggle, because he is what keeps everybody freaking da- grounded in Arrow, because <laughs> he doesn't mess around. And Leonard Snart is by far like just amazing. And Sarah Lance, because she goes from being terribly written and kind of just really surface in Arrow. And me just like really hating her and just, and then I saw her in Legends and I was like, wow, this is how you like build out a character. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I actually like her on Legends, but I definitely could not stand her yeah. when she was on Arrow Same. at all. And then my special mentions are Renee from season five of Arrow for much of the same reasons that I like Diggle because Renee is the one like, why are y'all fighting? How did y'all know that this was like there? Don't we have bigger things to do? And I really love Renee. So what about uh, your least favorite characters, Sora, before Kate starts naming all of the characters she likes? Because <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I can see her going there. And, and if you take season, season five, episode three, this character is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my least favorite. Um, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Kate, but honestly, Stein. I liked him at first. Yeah, I liked him at first, but then in season two of Legends, he just became super annoying. And I mean, I liked his arc with his daughter, Lily. That was really cool. But in other scenes, other episodes, I honestly found him kind of superfluous and kind of a bit of a nag, to be honest, in most yeah, of the season. I could see that. I'm, I yeah, could see like, it. I, I could yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I want to say another one of my least favorites is Oliver Queen. I think he's the biggest dick of all. I think that he's extremely arrogant and uh, confrontational for no good reason. And I think that he has caused more problems than it's worth. And uh, I really don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pick so, up. I'll pick up from there because Felicity is my least favorite character for literally mine every, too. Mine too. Literally everything you just said is why. She is my least favorite. I don't. I don't care what season it is. I hate her through and through. Maybe like I liked season half of season one, Felicity, I guess. But she is just overly confrontational and kind of a dick. And She's overly confrontational. Yes. Oh wait, my wait. god. Sorry. 
So sorry, Adrian, if I could just jump in here. Felicity actually was my favorite character on Arrow for seasons one and two. And then they listened to the shippers online and forced yeah. this stupid romance. It's in the show notes. That that was completely that completely butchered any which logical sense the series my, had. Which is why my least fa- one of my least favorite characters is season three and four Felicity. Which is also why I excluded the specific seasons on it. Yeah. Felicity. Yes. Two seasons. Precisely. What was happening when they were trying, when Mark Guggenheim and other producers were trying to force that romance was resulting in some of the most illogical and like mind numbing plots in seasons three and four. I, I'll just, full disclosure, I haven't watched Arrow season five because after season four, I just couldn't anymore. I couldn't with the illicity drama. I couldn't with. Just yeah, I love yeah. season five. I don't okay, I didn't love season five of Arrow, but it's definitely a lot better than season three and four. I loved everything mm-hmm. about it except for when Felicity was there. Yeah, I still think she's bad, and nothing's ever going to change that in my mind because of a lot of the reasons you just said. Uh, exactly. Matt, what's your who are your least favorite characters? Dia overall, I think she <sighs> is has yeah. some of the most horrible illogical yep. choices throughout the entire seasons. Doesn't make a lot of sense what she's doing for the most yep. part. Then she just seems sometimes there are times where I just think she's useless and just and yep. I don't care if she's there. I can't even remember the girl's name in season five of Arrow just because I watched it and I couldn't stand her. Whoever plays Artemis, Evelyn, I believe what her name oh, is. Oh, God, I hated Artemis. I hated her so much. <laughs> Artemis is so bad. That one bugged me, even though she was only there for like a few episodes, but I just... I was getting like physically angry when I would see her on screen. Like I was just like, no, no, guys, guys. This is why I don't watch Arrow. <laughs> this is why I feel like I wasted time watching Arrow. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah you're but fine. the funny thing, as far as the other shows, funny thing is, a lot of the most annoying characters sadly come from Arrow, even though they're burnt out. Uh, HR did come redemption-wise, I guess, towards the end, but I, HR bugged me, and I guess just because he was a moron, which I they agree. all totally acknowledged. And I went from like Harry, who was a genius. And I liked them in way and pretty much your personality. Yes, and like the decision making, everything to basically a complete idiot that I was like mm-hmm. at a lot of times, as I mentioned the show, mm-hmm. like why are you here? Yeah, and that just what bugged me. No, my least favorite are Thea. I like I liked her in the beginning, and then I just there's so many bad decisions that just make no sense to me, and. We'll get into it when we talk about women in the CW verse, but I, I just have a lot of reasons for not liking Thea and for not liking Laura, Laurel, and for not liking season three, four Felicity, and for not liking Iris. Um, Boo, all of my Iris least is favorites awesome. are women, <laughs> which I felt like when I was making this list, I was like, man, I feel really bad about this, but they just suck. Um, and then I don't really like Damien Dark that much. I think this whole yeah. season we could just burn it next. Yeah, like he, re- like I like him <laughs> in Legends continuity, mm-hmm. but I don't like him in Arrow because it's just so convoluted for season four, and that just launches into my like, if you're really gonna lean into magic, why the hell didn't you just pick up Constantine and do that? Because Constantine was better than any of the CW shows, but which I will say, I hated Iris in season like one and two, but I actually really liked her in Redemption wise in season three, and that was really good. But I definitely did not like Agreed. her. Agreed. She all. still doesn't Agreed. do anything. 
Yeah, but uh, at least she's not like whiny, jealous, yeah, no, no, like she, she ruining isn't... Barry's life, teasing him, and then just saying, "Oh no, but I'm gonna go marry Eddie." But please don't get together with anybody. Yeah, no. See, and I, I, I guess I should pref- preface this too. Like, I hate, I hated Iris, and it started a whole Twitter thread, which was actually kind of fun for me. Um, but <laughs> I hated Iris because she specifically sought to ruin Barry's love life, and I hate it whenever okay. you write okay. any character like that. Okay, I gotta step in and defend my girl Iris West. <laughs> um, so Iris, like I mentioned, is one of my favorite characters of all time. I think she's courageous. I think she's incredibly passionate. I think she's truly compassionate to her she friends and family. And you know, she does. I think she does a lot. I think like she. Okay, she's there, there to are, get fridged. There are. <laughs> There are obviously some problematic aspects with her storytelling in seasons one and two, especially as being the love interest in a particular love triangle and sort of just being that object of Barry's affections. But the thing is, she still like gets out of her way to try to do the right thing and always has like her family and Barry's backs. And in that one particular scene in which you're talking about, Kate, I agree. That was definitely Iris's lowest point when she was talking to Linda Park about that. But I never really read that scene as her like really trying to intentionally ruin Barry's love life. I saw it as her. No, wait, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. I saw it as like <laughs> your face, Kate. Um, <laughs> I saw it as like her being confused and conflicted about her uh, growing feelings about Barry and her like maybe acting like a way that she didn't really intend to and accidentally you know mucking things up but was still able to barry was still able to salvage some of salvage his relationship with linda at the time and i just genuinely think that um she doesn't deserve like necessarily that level of hate although i understand the criticism she literally came in and said he's still in love with me she she didn't say that specifically (laughs) (laughs) that is what she said and she said it in way more words but Iris, to me, at least in season three, like, salvages herself because mm-hmm. out of all this time, between what Joe was doing, Barry was doing, everybody just, like, making these stupid decisions, she's like, just let me die and we'll find another way. Because you were just letting yeah. psychopaths run wild and do all everything that you want in, like, right. ruining timelines yeah. like, over Like, I me. agree there. I-, I agree there. I just still think she doesn't really do, th- like, she is just there. Like that, like I just feel like she is just there, and I feel like that uh, with a lot of the women in this universe. That's and fair. it just makes me very, very angry. That's a fair criticism. I'm also sad because, well, I guess we haven't got into it, but I kind of, at least in the crossover, seeing uh, Martian Manhunter, he seemed pretty cool. And I'm uh, disappointed that they're using him here and not actually in the, uh, <clears throat> you know, like the Justice League <clears throat> where he like belongs. Yeah, this is also true. Yeah. No, I, I think. Honestly, the Martian Manhunter storyline in Supergirl is probably my favorite. But that's also because oh, Martian so Manhunter is one of my favorite characters of like all time from the DC universe. So Yeah, let's yeah. transition <laughs> to favorite we'll do we'll do favorite show and least favorite show in one go. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite is The Flash. I think it has the best uh like balance of humor, heart, storytelling, and I'm just gonna say season one of The Flash was an absolute masterpiece in how it was conceived and executed. Um, the mystery about Wells, about um, Barry's mother, about why she died. And, you know, there were so many theories. I remember watching it at the time. There were so, so many theories going around. And 
it just like really livened up the fandom because it had such rich storytelling, such great writing, such great acting. Even with all the criticisms you may, might have of Iris, she was still like a compelling part of that narrative. And, you know, I think that um, my uh, season two of The Flash was um, not as good, but there were still some like really amazing parts of it. One thing I'm disappointed about it was the reveal of who Zoom was. I, it was definitely something you could tell that the writers were making up as they went along. They didn't plan spoilers for, um, oh shoot, what was it? For um, the fake uh, J to the uh, Zoom. Like that was something you could tell that they like kind of made up towards the end. Uh, and then season three of The Flash, definitely I'll call the least best. Again, still a lot of things I really enjoy about the show because I love Barry. I love the characters. I love uh, Barry's powers and the concept of the speed force and his relationships and how they develop, especially the culmination of West Allen, which is, in my opinion, the best ship ever. Well, um, but, but, <laughs> but still, um, season three, you know, suffered a lot from the dourness, from setting iris as uh the potential fridge of the season or in essence sort of being half fridged by barry's motivation being only to save her so that's certainly problematic but still i love the flash it's uh, my favorite uh, of all the dc tv shows i think it brings a lot of heart levity to the universe and in that regard as well my second favorite is supergirl which has a a lot of the same elements, not def which has the strongest female characters, which has the most compelling arcs, which presents such great female relationships consistently throughout between Kara and her sister, with her and Lena and her boss cat Grant and others. It's fantastic. And then I love Legends of Tomorrow, which also has um which is so wonderfully wacky and has really fun storytelling and again really great characterization all around especially season two season one is really rough but season two gets better arrow i did really like in seasons one and two and then it went completely illogical with its storytelling and season three which was like really painful i liked the first half of season three but then after i was like no what are you doing i all said i would give you one more chance with season four completely blew it and by the way i actually like laurel like i mean I, she definitely had like a lot of uh issues in the first couple of seasons and but still she was able to like get herself up she was able to overcome those problems but then they decided to completely fridge her at the end of season four and then you had this stupid again felicity this stupid felicity plot point where like she accidentally kills someone with a new kills a town with a nuclear bomb or some stupid thing and i'm just like i am so like this like guys i just want to express this this show was became painful to me it became <laughs> literally painful to watch and think about and i was like i have to it felt like a bad relationship i had to break up with and i'm so <laughs> glad that i did because my life is so much happier rant done <laughs> uh, all right i'll go uh i will say season five i think redeemed season four three and four a little bit uh okay good to hear I, yeah i don't i don't i don't you sound very very hurt by it so i don't know if you'll ever go back but <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay it's okay Adrian. these are just my personal feelings tell me how much you love it. no it's, it's okay. okay it's okay it's 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 it gets it gets a little bit better favorite show for me i think i just have to go flash and legends of tomorrow 1a 1b i think just because they're just different shows but i like that flash is like light-hearted but it does hit some deep some deep strokes and legend of tomorrow was just kind of like wacky and I kind of like that breakup from like when because I watch them throughout the week, like back to back. So 
at the end of my week, I get a little bit of wacky Legends of Tomorrow fun. Like, what are they going to get into this week? And I, I kind of like that. And I think the character dynamics in that are really good. Um, I, I guess I'd have to say least favorite for me is Supergirl, only because I haven't finished watching it because I can only get through like half of the first season. And I was like, I just don't. Yeah, first season's a bit rough. Yeah, so I just... You know, and people are saying that season two is good once it moved to CW, so I'll probably go back and watch it that way. I can just watch it throughout the week, but I just really didn't like the first season, so I think that's why I have to go with that, even as much as I didn't like season three and four of Arrow. Uh, yeah, Felicity is still bad. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite is Legends, um, not only because it's wacky, but because I personally don't like happy, happy superheroes and bright, bright cities, and like I like turmoil and angst and that kind of stuff. But I, but I also really love sci-fi and time travel. So I really love Legends because it's it's lighthearted and wacky. But I also think you get really deep character development, specifically with like Snart and Rory. Um, and I think that that show in particular deals with a lot of social issues way mm. more than the other shows do. And so for me, I really appreciate that because I don't want everybody to just exist in this like happiness thing. Like, yeah, I'm not saying the flash didn't like, doesn't deal with stuff he does, but it's like, it's it's not enough for me. Um, same with Supergirl. So those are kind of my middle, but it's definitely legends. And then seasons one, two and five of Arrow are second for me. And bringing up the rear has gotta be three and four of Arrow. It was rough, and you're right, Suara, it was completely illogical, and I hate it when characters make stupid decisions, and that's why I hate Thea, and I think it's very much because of 3 and 4 of Arrow. Mm -hmm. So Arrow is your second favorite show, and then your worst show. Yes. Very. <laughs> I think you can tell it in the writing, though. Like, honestly, like they are two completely different shows when you have that together. Um, and I just, I mean, but The Flash is beautifully written. It just doesn't top it for me because it is too, it's too happy. And Supergirl's even happier than that. Obviously, my favorite show would probably be Arrow, despite the fact that I really hate seasons three and four. And Barry was on the swore level of I'm about to give up on this show, but I did come back for season five. <laughs> only because to defend Arrow, when basically their seasons basically midway through three season four, three and four, basically all of their characters had to be killed off. And they basically were just, there's been plenty of people that came out and said, we were just making this up as we go. We didn't have a story. We lost all of our suicide squad that we were trying to develop and we're just making this up. And then obviously with the whole Oliver and Felicity thing was very bad. But season five, I thought was really good. Also, I also like Oliver when he kills a lot of people, but that's just... <laughs> it's my favorite Oliver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So season five was obviously really good for me. Um, as far as least favorite show, I refuse to watch Supergirl. I will never watch Supergirl. I do not like the show. Jesus. Oh. One, I do not like Supergirl as a character ever in any of the shows. I did not like her as a character. But then it comes down to basically this weird thing of uh, CBS. If I'm correct, that was a the picking mm -hmm. originally. They had basically, out of all of the characters they could have came with, they selected, one, they selected Supergirl to go with their show for primetime TV or like a mainstream station. They picked Supergirl. Then they canceled Constantine. And then when the CW had a chance to pick up, they picked up Supergirl over Constantine, 
who basically ah. Supergirl bombed even worse than Constantine, who actually had a pretty decent following. It just wasn't on live TV. It was on the uh, recorded thing that's not, unfortunately, been killing a lot of shows. That and Constantine is better written than anything in the CW-verse. <laughs> like, hands oh. down. I actually really enjoyed Constantine. Yeah. And they were going to have Spectre in there, who's also another person who is like the Batman, but I like to kill a lot of people with justice. Yeah. And I think, too, like on that, like I also hate Supergirl as a concept and a character. I we it's like I think we've said it before on podcasts, like stop, like just making more of the same character and stuff. And Supergirl just to me was never interesting. She was stupid. I hated her whenever I saw her in Justice League. I didn't like any of the comic iterations. And so... I got bored one day and was like, well, we're probably going to have to do CW episodes sometime. I guess I'll watch Supergirl. And if you're thinking, hey, I don't like Supergirl. Should I watch this? You should watch it because it actually made me care about Kara uh, or Kara. Kara made me care about Kara more than I had ever even thought I would. Like, she's That's still awesome. not my favorite. It did something that I didn't think it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but got I rid will- of Dialogue? To get rid of cringy dialogue that's why i stopped watching it because i was like i just can't take this dialogue it is just bad it's hyper comic booky that much i will say it's it's that's hyper true. comic booky but once you accept that that's what it is it's not bad and i, I honestly just like season two is really good i think it has some pretty good characters i mean it made me care about supergirl and constantine I would light a cigarette and say not today satan let's yes. do this yes he would <laughs> gotta have cringy supergirl uh. Just like to step in and defend one of my favorite characters of all time, Supergirl, Kara Zor-El. I have loved her ever since I was a kid. I've always found her more compelling than Superman. Like my top three DC heroes are The Flash, Kara Zor-El slash Supergirl, and Nightwing. And I think that I think that Kara has such a wonderful journey. It's heart wrenching for her having to leave her home planet before it blows up. Like, uh, unlike Clark, she actually has memories of Krypton. And throughout the show Supergirl, you see her deal with the trauma and the pain of having to adapt to her new home planet and learn to make these connections as a human, as Kara Danvers. And again, hearkening back to what I said before, she makes such incredible, meaningful relationships with so many characters, especially female ones, because I really don't think we get enough female friendships generally in television and movies. And I think Supergirl helps fill that void a lot. And yes, some of it is cringy and like some of the dialogue is like super hyper comic booky, but it still relays that pivotal, in my opinion, really pivotal and crucial message of hope and optimism. Like I just gotta say, unlike you guys, I love the happy. <laughs> I love the optimism. I love like media that can just ins- show to how to inspire us to be better and act better. And I think that both the Flash and Supergirl like always have that consistent message of you need to do the right thing and you need to be be as optimistic and have hope as much as possible in the face when things seem really uh, like dire and, you know, keep pressing on. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, incredibly meaningful, but I get, but I understand your uh, gripe, uh, Matt, like about like not having Constantine because from everything I've heard, it is a really brilliant show. And one, do you like Superman at all? I do like Superman as well, but I okay. like Supergirl better. Okay, I was wondering because like I don't even like Superman. Yeah, I don't even like the type of powers they have and everything else. So basically, yeah. if I didn't like Superman, then you basically had this little like spinoff Supergirl, obviously. 
And then two, I was actually ex- another reason I was excited about this episode because I knew it was going to be you on the hope end of the spectrum, <laughs> Adrian in the kind of the little darkness, more hope end of the spectrum, Kate in the middle but more dark end of the spectrum, and, and then, then me at the very bottom. So I figured we were going to hit the entire spectrum of everything to cover this. That's that's that's, that's accurate. Because I love when Arrow. Because I love oh I love when Arrow gets dark. But man, I yeah. I, I can't. I can't be mad at some happy-go-lucky, you know, good moments with good old Barry and Iris. Yeah, exactly. No, and, and I think, like, as we transition into talking more about the shows, which we, um, which we're gonna do, is one thing to keep in mind if you're a fan of the CW verse, which is probably why you're listening to this, or if you're new to the CW verse, we're sorry, we're probably gonna spoil some stuff for you. Um, but a lot of these shows have a very specific personality behind them. And depending on how you see things or how you're is how you're going to be attached to them or drawn to them. Like right. that like my biggest scrape with the flash is I I hate the like love will conquer all, love your enemy. I'm like, no, shoot <laughs> your enemy and bury the body. <laughs> that's how that's how I want to handle. Oh my god. Um but that being said, that's my personality. So I just want to say if you have fan but why those for any of these shows, any of these characters, make sure to send them in on our social media, our email address, info at bewhythopodcast.com, and we'll put them up on the we'll put them up on the website and just get involved in the conversation because we totally want to hear what you have to say. So now I'm gonna transition into I don't know what to call you today, Adrian, since you're leading it. I don't have a CW verse thing here. Can I be Harrison Wells? You can be Harry. Yeah, you can be Harry. Or can I be Diggle? Uh, whichever. I like. Are you going to be Ruthless two. Diggle or Sentimental Diggle? I like Ruthless Diggle, man. Yes, he's so good. <laughs> ruthless Diggle's my man. I'll be Ruthless Diggle today. So at this point, we've we've talked about the shows. I just want to give like some quick basic background info. That way we can just jump into the but why those and have some more conversation. So if you were like, how come they're not referring to CW versus Arrowverse? One. This, this universe is so big now that I don't think Arrow should be the main thing, even though everything's spinned off of it. Like it's not the best show in the CW verse. So why should it still be called the Arrowverse when it's not the best show? And to CW versus sounds better because it encompasses more shows. So for the rest of this, we're going to refer to it as CW verse. And for anyone who likes it being called Arrowverse, I'm sorry. If it was up to me, it'd be called Flashverse. Um, <laughs> Agreed. So the CW verse itself is not like the Marvel Cinemat or the Marvel Netflix universe, where the Marvel Netflix universe is connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The CW verse is going to be separate. So all these characters we're talking about, you're like, well, how come these characters aren't in the new Justice League movie? Or is this the same flashes in the Justice League movie? No, it's completely different. It's really weird. Like We'll like have Matt another episode really- on that on how much we hate it and we're no understanding DC. But for yeah, now, like, we're just gonna talk about this. Like Matt mentioned earlier, like they before Suicide Squad came out, they killed all of the Suicide Squad members that were in in Arrow, and they were all really, really good. So it kind of like sucked. Like good renditions, and they just like kind of killed them all. So it's kind of weird. And this is also separate from Gotham. So like this isn't the same universe as Gotham on Fox. I do not Fox. Do not count Gotham as a DC show. It is basically a police show. They threw the name Batman on it and some villains. Did you see that? Do you see that Batman costume or that like, costume? Oh no, that that's terrible. That's not good. That costume is but terrible. terrible. I like terrible. it because I get more into the villains, and I really like. For me, DC's always been about the villains, not the heroes, and so I like that part of Gotham. I'll defend didn't, it, but that's not what we're talking did, about. Wait, wait, didn't they make Poison Ivy like a little teenage girl or something? 
I'm not talking about her. Yeah, what, you okay. want to talk about all the great villains of Gotham? Come on now. Well, I actually don't like Poison Ivy. <laughs> but much, just so. the preface is like where where all this universe sits. It's completely different. So Arrow itself, and we're gonna do. We've kind of talked about the show, so you might already know like what characters are in what. But if you're like lost, and if like the universe is too big, and you don't know who's in what, we're gonna talk a little bit about it real quick. So Arrow debuted in October 2012, and it's about to start its sixth season uh, pretty soon. And we're gonna go with the IMDb summaries as per Kate's suggestions to not go into a five season long summary of the show. Uh, so is Arrow is about spoiled, spoiled billionaire playboy Oliver Queen. He's missing and is presumed dead when his yacht is lost at sea. He returns five years later, a changed man, determined to clean up the city as a hood vigilante, vigilante armed with a bow. AKA it's basically him as the green arrow and you see like his uh, growth as that, uh, as you might have gotten <clears throat> from us talking arrows has a, the, probably the darkest is, does that does have the darkest tone out of the whole, uh, all the shows we're going to talk about. And if you're wondering what its IMDB rating is, it's 7.8 out of 10, which is a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's definitely gone down. I think season it, three but man, season three and four just tanked that show because yeah. it was actually yeah. decently. That is the I looked that up yesterday, and that's what the IMDb rating is. I'm sorry. That's just, oh no, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like it, it's a deserved seven or seven. Yeah. Uh, so then, the Flash is a direct spinoff of Arrow, and it debuted in October 2014. It's about to start its fourth season. After being struck by lightning, Barry Allen wakes up from his coma to discover that he's been given powers of super speed, becoming the Flash, fighting crime in Central City. Uh, like we mentioned before, lighter tone, definitely um, brighter, a lot brighter than... And it sits at an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, Legends of Tomorrow debuted in 20, January 2016. And it's about to start its third season. This one focuses on time-traveling rogue Rip Hunter, who has to recruit a ragtag team of heroes and villains to prevent an apocalypse that could impact not only Earth, but all of time. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. and this show basically takes um, side characters from Arrow and The Flash and kind of puts them into one show. And if you might be thinking, oh, that doesn't work very well, it it works pretty well. Um, It really hits its stride after like the first half of the first season, I think. And that's once it's at a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. And then Supergirl... October 2015 is when it debuted on CBS and it's about to start its third season on CW and it's IMDb summary is literally the adventures of Superman's cousin in her own superhero career, which I, which like, that I didn't want that right there. That's just a really crappy summary and that's just because I hate it when like women are summarized as like to their male counterpart or something like that, which I mean, I get it. She's not the most well-known character, and that is kind of what it is like for the general audience. But she is her own person, and it should just be mm-hmm. girl. Yeah, I think they can infer that it's his cousin. <laughs> um, like I said before, and we've mentioned before, it originally debuted on CBS in its first season, but then made the switch to CW during its second season, and it'll continue on CW for its third season. And this one's a little bit weird too because this doesn't take place on the same Earth. There's Earth multiple universes, multiple Earths. So this one doesn't take save, take place in the same Earth as Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, or Arrow, but they are in the same universe, so there is some crossover events that we'll get into a little bit later, and that one sits at a 6.6 out of 10. Yeah, and so that so that is all the shows. Constantine is in there. I will always say it will be in there. Unfortunately, 
According to the Arrowverse wiki, it is not. I'm sorry. It never made uh, it to the CW, unfortunately. Actually, there is, it is a, uh, was it a web series, I think, is what they made it into or making it yeah, into? Yeah, that I think and, the web series is going to be a part of it. And there's also like an animated universe as well with yes. like Vixen and stuff. But Which we're they not, don't promote at all. Yeah, and we're like, not going to get into it because that's going to take us in a whole other rabbit yes. hole of comics and ab and and stuff. We're just going to talk about the live action stuff. <laughs> um, so let's get into some about why those, and uh, really, you can really see our differences in opinions <laughs> on all of these because we're definitely going to have some. Uh, so each show, each show is totally different. I think it's why the universe works so well. However, each show I think is better at dealing with certain themes than other shows. And I think we all have opinions on which shows do what well. So instead of just talking about just the Arrow, um, like Arrow, like in its own little vacuum, The Flash, we're just going to talk about uh, general themes and then talk about how each show deals with those themes. Because if we talk about Arrow, I think it's just going to be like a bash fest for half of it. And then some of it's going to be good. So we're just going to talk about everything in general. So the first one that we're going to talk about, and I think is, I think the most pointed and probably going to be the most divisive when we talk about it is going to be, um, the female characters in the show, because I think some are great, some are bad, some are really bad. I don't think Kate really likes any of them, so that's why we're going to talk about it first. Um, and I'll even like I'll even let you lead that one, Kate, and then we can kind of just bounce off of the characters that you don't like, just because you know you're 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 an actual woman, and I just kind of <laughs> you know hate Felicity for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. The reason I have a problem with the women in the CW-verse is they fall into a few camps. One of them is Fridging, and we've talked about this concept a little, but Fridging is in reference to, uh, I believe it was Green Lantern's girlfriend is killed and stuffed in a fridge only to progress his storyline. Um, and it's this concept that what you do is with the female love interests, um, majority female, now it's just love interest, because technically Chris Pine was Fridged to give um wonder woman her boost of you know i'm gonna beat you aries it, it's taking that person killing them off for no other reason than to propel the hero and I love so chris pine i know you do and i know that hurt you deeply. <laughs> <laughs> that is usually what the women fall into they also hint and i'm gonna say this a lot of them are strong female characters and i don't use that positively mm -hmm. Because mm. it is awesome that they kick ass. Like Thea's stunt woman, whoever that is, holy crap! Like the stuff that Thea does is incredible. The stuff that um, yeah. uh, Laura Laurel eventually does, apparently after a month of freaking training, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, and like the stuff that Sarah does too, because Sarah is a phenomenal fighter. Her stunt woman is is insane like these are really cool and it's awesome to see a woman in that role specifically with sarah because she takes on a yeah. lot of men when she fights and she uses her size and her femininity to help her through those fights so that's awesome but the problem is a lot of these women are just strong you don't really know how they got there or they got there in a super convoluted way or they just spent a month hitting a bag or and then they have really nothing beyond that de that develops them. They have really nothing else that's brought into them, and it just it really sucks. You also have the standard just the love interest who will potentially be frizzed, fridged like Iris. Um, and then Sarah also is one of those where she's a strong female character, but she is also fridged. Um, and then you just have 
So would Laurel be considered fridge? Because it seemed like half the season, yeah. in season yeah. five, it was literally people just going, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because four is like, she dies yeah, and that, and like, just, yeah, because oh. like she dies and her death is what makes Ollie finally say, oh, I actually have to kill Damien. I can't just let him live. Um, and so it's the idea of making the hero break to that point where they're actually going to do something different or win out over the villain. But you also have really great characters like Sarah, who is really developed all out, but it's taken two different shows to do that. I think Lila, for me, is the best person on the show or the be- the best female character on the show because she is a love interest. She's definitely Diggle's love interest but she isn't consumed by the romantic relationship. She pretty much tells him what to do half the time and doesn't like she does like she is her own person. And when they do fight and they do have these confrontations, she's not afraid to just kind of put it out all out there. And like, this is what's happening, Diggle. You got to get on or you got to get off, Um, which is something I really appreciate. Within the Supergirl universe, it's a little bit different because it is a female-led show, so it doesn't fall to a lot of the other CW-verse problems. Um, mainly, Arrow is probably the biggest perpetrator. Like, if you if you heard my least favorite characters, they're all females from Arrow, with the exception of Iris, who, to me, like, she's... I'm neutral about her now, but she doesn't really do anything. She's just there. And Caitlin is like, meh, she's just there until she, like, somehow goes bad and hey, kills Caitlin's- people. Caitlin is. Hey, Caitlin's having a good arc. Huh? Yeah, Caitlin has a good arc. And she's really smart. She's really, really smart. I'd say Caitlin carries that team through like part of the. Cisco carries that team. (laughs) Huh? No, no, no. no. Caitlin does all. Cisco and Caitlin, they're a team. Yeah, that is true. They'll bury through so many, like virtually every single mission is Barry saying, Hey guys, I need help. I need yeah. like, what do I do in this situation? And then the Cisco and Caitlin that use their brilliant minds to come up with a solution. Like, I honestly I, think the reason I'm just so mad about Caitlin is I really hate how yeah. she turns into Killer Frost, and I don't understand how you automatically become bad. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. That. So just to plug one of the DC TV podcast shows, the Flash podcast, they actually talk about why uh, Caitlin has gone bad, and like they were confused by it as well. And but then. Um, like one of the hosts, uh, Amy Hypnorowski, she was talking about how um, sometimes when you go through a genetic mutation, it may affect your mind. And like uh, Kate, like Caitlin's genetic mutation into Killer Frost. And that's a reason why when the powers are activated that she may have gone but evil. I highly recommend you listen to a couple of the Flash podcasts. I, I was episodes. telling her this throughout the entire season of that's probably what is well, happening. Well, no, I get that. <laughs> but how, like, I just don't understand, like, it seems to be that her obsession with evil her is what informs what she turns into. And I just don't like, that right. doesn't make sense to me. Like yeah, that is right. technically like, like, entirely not, like, other like, earth with a Caitlyn with completely different right. circumstances, right. which doesn't necessarily inform what this character happens. Yeah. yeah, 100%. It's not executed well. I'm just like, okay. it's us and people on the Flash podcast having to yeah. go through and explain. It frustrated them too. Yeah like trying to go through it and they finally came to a solution it's like for example the like for example do you understand time remnants at all on the flash no. like does that make yeah. sense at all yeah of course a little bit actually <laughs> it makes total sense actually yeah okay well for a lot of people it doesn't make <laughs> oh you're, you're just being sarcastic <laughs> the whole science in the flash is crazy and you just kind of have to be like yeah okay yeah have to go with it yeah Barry's that that bears a time remnant and he he's Going back in time and killing everybody. Okay, yeah. 
I, I can see that. Supposedly, we don't know what came first. Yeah. I also I didn't like Caitlyn in, yeah. in, in season two of Flash. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought it's okay. It was like this isn't this isn't Arrow. Stop keeping secrets, man. Like that's not like you've seen what happens when people keep okay. secrets, and all she does but, is keep secrets yeah. all season. Honestly. Honestly, that is the consistent theme throughout all of the CW shows. Do not yeah. keep secrets. Secrets yeah. will only cause harm. No secrets. secrets family. That's you know who it. did not keep secrets? Yeah. Constantine. He was blunt about everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we talk about Felicity? Yes. Yes. Oh, Which that was going to be my last thing was gonna be Felicity because like they actually wrote her really where well where she was her own person until they forced the ship with Ollie and they took a really independent character who had her own qualities and was super smart and could stand on her own and morphed her into a character that was completely consumed by this romantic relationship with Oliver Queen Queen and they shot her and then like it was it was just so bad. They tried to, they tried to oracle her. Yeah, they, they, her. yeah. They, they, they were literally just like copying the killing joke, what happened to Barbara Gordon, and like just making Arrow seem more like a shameless Batman ripoff. And unfortunately, yes. yeah, yeah, and and, and and it just like, and then she gets healed through like a microchip or something. Yeah, and then I was like, no, why even do it if you're just gonna make her walk again? Yeah, exactly. And and even even then. They were talking about, and I remember seeing some commercials, like, where you had the actress, um, I forget her name, who plays Felicity, um, talk, like, about, like, sur- like uh, act for a charity for people dealing with that disability, and you think that, oh, they're actually going to go this route of showing this sort of representation for disabled people, but then, like, no, she, she gets to walk again. It's pointless. It's horrible and so poorly executed and made like Felicity was my favorite character on Arrow in season one, too, for the reasons you said, Kate. She was her own character, independent, had her own qualities. Then they forced this relationship with her and they put in some soap soap opera BS like into the show with her character and with Ollie. And it was terrible and it made me hate her. Like I hate her and I hate I really don't like Arrow. I yeah, I've already gone on how much I don't like Arrow, so yeah. I just didn't like her. Like she just nagged all the time, yes. and and when she yes. did, I was kind of just like, do, do we really need to be talking about this? Can you like, define are you really nagging obs- though? Like, is like, she nagging? Are you my, talking about the, like the first the season where she's one, calling out the stupid crap that they're doing? The, or the biggest one that I was like, I'm just done because I can't imagine any sane person like doing this in real life is when. Um, Ollie found out that, that he has a kid and then he's forced yes. to keep it a secret and then she's like, well, why didn't you tell me you had a son? Because the dude said not to! And like, if no, he was I don't, I don't agree my, there. He was gonna no. kill my son! And like, I had just found out and you're giving me all this grief for it? It's, like, it's, really? It's, it's terrible. That is not her secret. That's not all of... Like, the mother of Oliver's child said to him, do not tell anyone, even su- when you're super close to I mean, like, yeah. like, like, here's, like here's, that's way worse. That is way worse than what Iris did to Barry. It is no, completely I, worse. No, if I, I found out that he had a kid on the side, my ass is leaving him. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. No, if you're gonna no, marry somebody. No, but you're not thinking about Matt. You're not. She wasn't thinking about Ollie's feelings of like Ollie just found out he had a kid. He had no clue. He had no yeah, clue. Yeah, he had. For him to have a relationship with his he, child he the held that said, secret yeah. for a long time no, it wasn't just no, it, it happened for like five days 
It was like five yeah, days. Yeah, it was quick. Or something. Like, I mean, like, oh, no, no, Kate. Sorry, sorry, Kate, I want to reiterate. You're right. Like, I mean, like, that definitely is something that, like, someone in a, that sort of relationship should know. But even so, I guess, like, what I'm saying is, again, it comes back to the execution. It comes back to how she reacted. It comes back to what you were talking about, Adrian, how she was being extreme, extraordinarily inconsiderate of what Oliver was going through at that moment. And I just, like, hate the fact that I'm talking about something that is essentially a soap opera plot point yeah. superhero show. And the thing is, like, there are some soap opera elements to comics, but none as uh, egregious as Arrow did in seasons three and four. Um, again, like, you know, I, I what I said about Felicity, it, it wasn't because, like, what she, like, of course she has a right to know that the man she's marrying, like, has a child. But, again, the execution of it was just... It was terrible. Just terrible. Where I had the problem. So the initial him keeping the secret, which once again, the person who keeps the most secret and the most illogical person, Thea, mm-hmm. told Oliver to do, which all of a sudden yeah. he believes him. Right. After the secret- she leaves them to go fight yeah. them right. for keeping secrets. Yeah. Um, they don't make a lot of sense. Anyways, but the initial part was a terrible choice on Oliver, but then I do agree with the mm-hmm. half after the entire situation's over, and then it's like mm-hmm. trying to understand, she's like, I'm leaving you because you did this. And it's like Okay, now you've like gone from like I get it, it was a terrible decision to like we're just gonna throw away everything because of Yeah, that. after he's killed many, 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 many people. Like a whole bunch yeah. of people. And like that's the part yeah. you're not okay with. Like you can't get over him not is uh, it's I just think she just made ridiculous. I decision. think the other thing that confuses me about and then she killed a whole bunch of people and no one brought it up. Yeah. No one cared. There's like okay. Well, it got brought up a little bit in season five, but uh, oh, like one season with like the rag dude. But after that, he was like, "All right." But didn't that take place towards you. the end of season four, though? It was the very end of season four. I thought but the whole nuke was the very no. End none of, of the main four. characters bring it up. Like no one's like, "Hey." Well, but I also feel like everybody feel who was in that room Everyone's and knew like, about that when it happened knew that she killed the she chose that city because it was less people than the other city. Bruh, Errol, oh, this is wants, so terrible. Oliver wants to kill Damien Dark and he gets a lecture for it. She kills a whole bunch of people and like no one cares. Because everybody agrees that that's what kills innocent people. To do. Innocent people versus Damien Dark is like, or like anybody less, that Errol ever wants to kill, less, he gets a less, lecture. Felicity less, kills innocent people and no one says anything about it. Everybody who and was there. This whole saw last season was her going behind people's backs and like keeping secrets and lying and being like, "Oh, uh, I just got this information for nothing." Like you gave air, you give Oliver shit for five seasons of, "Oh, don't keep secrets from me," and then all she does in season five is keep secrets. It's her character is just oh, bad. Is it's it a somebody bad says, character. You kill five hundred people or you kill one hundred people, and everybody in the room agrees to kill the one hundred people. They're not going to talk about it again. Like she if, killed a whole exactly. I agree. I agree. I don't think that I don't think from killing a bunch more people than we're yeah, in that I, city. Yeah, hey, I agree. In that same token, if someone says, "Hey, hey," if Matt Matt comes to you and Matt's like, "Hey, I got to go shoot this bad guy because he's killing a whole bunch of people and he's gonna destroy the city," are you gonna give him a lecture or are you gonna no. be like, "Yeah, go put an arrow in his chest"? Yes. What does Felicity do? Gives a lecture instead and say, "Hey, babe, I got you. Go do that. I support. I support your decisions." Because you went through five years of hell and you had to become something else. (laughs) (laughs) So about the Felicity thing that I do not understand, by the way. And so they have 
Oliver and Felicity are together. They're meant to be married. They love each other. They do all this stuff. But every flashback, and even in uh, these, like, just finished watching the Invasion crossover and all it's this other stuff, Laurel. it is always Oliver, Mary, and Laurel, which yeah. makes yeah. the weirdest thing to me, and I don't understand that. Well, even when you come dead. back to, like, inspiration or anything, it's always Laurel. And it's like, I think that's what it was. I, I feel like that's what it was supposed to be, but then like yeah. I'll well, happen on Tumblr and then it, they got see, rid of it. Like, well, even when you see like Black Siren come out because of um, like Felicity has to tell him like that's not Laurel. Like stop making her mm. Laurel because Ollie loved Laurel. I get it, but it's like you're about to literally marry Felicity, but yet every single I thing think, goes back to I Laurel. I think it all just shows how bad Felicity yes. was yes. for this show. Yeah, the fact that we're having this argument, the fact that you know, it's just like in our previous in the previous episode I was on, we were talking about Game of Thrones and Sansa Arya. There are so many layers to this, but again, it comes down to the execution and how poor it was and why we all have such yeah. strong feelings on this. And it's just I just hate all this. These I, I also personally <laughs> liked her. I liked her explanation in season five where she was like, that was kind of the last straw of the line. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't yeah. just that moment. It was all the other moments that you didn't trust me to begin with. And I think right. that's why it makes her keep all the secrets then. And she, they're not technically secrets because Thea's running around with her doing these things. Mm-hmm. Thea's the one that's encouraging mm-hmm. her to do these Oliver things. told her that she shot her like new boyfriend and like she didn't care. But yeah. you keep a son for me. Nope. No, we're, we're, we're right. done. Well, we can't I'm friends sorry. Anymore. All right, let's, I, go, let's, let's go to Iris. No, let's go to no Iris. you know what? Let's ask Stefani. <laughs> If Adrian on, has to time. get on the side and doesn't tell huh. you. It's not on the side. I didn't, if I didn't know about it, it's much different than like I watched this kid grow up. And then I found out five days ago that I had a kid and I need some time to process on it's how to go about this. It's still a kid. Okay. One thing, just don't really care about this anymore, but I do want to say, Suara, if you do want to watch season five of Arrow, I think you like the new, uh, Di- I think it's Diana Drake. Diana. Yeah, Diana. Diana Drake's awesome. All right, so let's move into really quickly, as quickly as we can, uh, Iris West. Do you want to tell your story about, about Iris West, Swara? Uh Yeah, I absolutely love Iris. I think she's an amazing, vivacious, compelling character. I understand the criticisms about her and how some people see her, like Kate, that uh, she's simply only there to be Barry's love interest and to be a sort of object of affection. But I like knows in a lot of episodes, she helps drive a lot of the plot and she's an active player and she's an active member of team flash and is really, I mean, I do definitely want to see her do more. I feel like there needs to be a hashtag of hashtag let Iris work. Like let's see <laughs> her in action, like covering these stories across the country. Like, like show her as like a Lois Lane type because you know that's a character she reminds me a lot of and but even so I still just like I still like really love her relationship with Barry it's very sweet it's very sincere it's very um supportive and encouraging it, I it definitely it definitely took a while to get there in seasons one and two and you had some drama which uh wasn't the best but still it's like a very heartwarming great relationship i love west allen and i can't wait for it to see them get married i like iris west i i i don't see too many problems just because like i've seen girls do that like in real life of what, what kate was talking about like shitty. so yeah no i think it's i think it's super shitty uh 
but you know, there's, I think she redeems herself, which I think is great. Cause if anyone knows anything about me for this podcast, I love character development. I think she develops a lot from being that kind of like, you know, home wrecker to actually really being willing to sacrifice herself. Like Matt said earlier to save all of this turmoil. If I mean, of course if she did that, there would be like no plot points or story in that last season. Uh, but I, I like, I, I like, I much prefer Iris wet or West, West Allen over Elicity. And yeah, even I can say yes. Um, any day. Good. I mean, just only comparing them because they are like the main relationships over, you know, of the shows. So, uh, all right, Kate, is, go for it. Let it. I just want to say, Alicity is just toxic. That's all it is. Yeah. It is a pretty toxic relationship, actually. See, but now that I start thinking about this, I like Iris's redemption in season three versus like season one and two, where if you really like her. But now I'm starting to think, and especially looking at stuff, that basically because of Iris, which is not necessarily her fault, but basically the way the Flash plays out in general is. I lose my favorite female character in what I really want to love, uh, Patty. I lose Patty mm. because Iris just loses Eddie, which then they go back to the whole Iris West ally. I a thousand percent agree because I loved Patty. I love Patty. Patty was dope. I, I was like, I was kind of hoping that she was going to be Zoom. I know that was like Ooh. a big thing. For, I saw that, but well, I was, like, uh, the best thing that would have like, been amazing. Sharp, like when King Sharp pops up and she's just like, fuck it. I got to do what I got to do. I'm a cop. I'm just going to take on this giant half human, half yeah. shark. Yeah, she was awesome. <laughs> that was yeah, so great. Was, I did get excited because there was a few renditions of The Flash and some of the older comics were them to actually do. Yes. But no, I like it. Uh, let's go. Yeah. Just because I think. I, I think, think I already voiced that. I, I already yeah, voiced I was gonna say, yeah. Iris. I just don't like damsels. That's just yeah, I don't yeah. like that. So I'm never um, so that. let's go into someone who's not a damsel, Sarah Lance in Legends of Tomorrow. Sarah. I think she's a boss. She's a straight boss. Like uh we won't talk too much about season two because Matt hasn't seen it yet, but she's she's like a boss through and through, to be honest. I think she's I think she would beat most characters in this show in a one-on-one fight, I think, just because she's so... I think uh, she actually has. And she's like a zombie, basically, which is I think is awesome. Yeah. No, I yeah. think she actually has, because she's fought Barry. She's fought Ollie. She's fought Merlin. She's fought Damien. She's fought her sister. Mm-hmm. She fought Nyssa. She, she fights a lot Nessa. of people. She does love she does. Nyssa. Yeah. Sarah Lance of Legends Tomorrow. Liked character. Great arc. Actually makes sense. Everything flows nicely. Sarah Lance of Arrow, oh, delete. Yes, she's so bad. I just, Arrow. Like I don't know why they introduced her, the way they just pulled her out. Because apparently now everybody was surviving shipwrecks. Yeah. And just apparently, just all yeah. of a sudden, randomly becoming trained by assassins. Apparently, I need to go get in a wreck on a boat. I'll become back a superhero. Well, you're blonde, uh, so it's in your favor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But on Legends Tomorrow, I actually like her character, especially her interactions with a lot of things. Her and uh, Snart in season one had a really good like storyline of like between, I guess, as they call it, what they say they have that urge or whatever, like her and Thea fought for the Yeah, season. it's their urge to kill. Like bloodlust. Bloodlust, like yeah. yeah. Uh, which happens after you come out of the Lazarus pit. Yes. Um, which Thea magically freaking loses. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was also yeah. weird about Thea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that, that's, another, that's another stupid thing about yeah. Arrow. I think the character in total just write her off. Yeah, like I expected to not like Sarah. I didn't like that they brought her back, other than the fact that Constantine came back for that episode, which I was happy mm-hmm. about and sad about at the same time because that was all we got. Um, but 
it, it, it truly is a redemption of a character that really wasn't that well written. And now she just kicks ass. And like the fact that she, like she challenges Rip that entire first season. Like oh, she yeah. refuses to just do it. Like she's like, okay, you want us to go do that? Explain. Mm-hmm. Explain why. I don't care. I don't care if you have years of this. Tell me why I'm going to do this. So I really like that. And she trains everybody on that ship pretty much. Like she trains um, yeah. Palmer. She trains Kendra. I mean, she's well, just awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll say Kendra. I, I, I don't. And just so we, just so we, because I think our sentiments are all pretty good there. Uh, Kendra is not as good as the Justice League animated version of yeah. Girl. I think that's why people don't oh. like her. Oh my gosh, Shaira is amazing. Shaira Hall from the original Justice League is absolutely extraordinary. Um, Also, I just want to say a tidbit about the Thanagarians in Justice League. All of them were voiced by Hispanic actors. Like, they're meant to be... Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're meant to be Hispanic. I didn't know that. Yeah, just want to leave that in there. Um, But about about Kendra, guys, I hear she's a barista. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with that we'll oh, we'll go into supergirl and i'll let uh kate uh, lead that one uh because i haven't watched it and yeah i think yeah i think personally my favorite character from supergirl and she's only in season one it's kara's boss cat grant i love cat grant so Cat's much it's so good because he's like she's the no-nonsense businesswoman who understands how everybody sees her and doesn't care. Like she mm-hmm. pushes past that and she she leads everything. And I just, I love that about her so much. I love that like, it's, it's she, like, she has to do, the, the one thing I didn't like is like, cool, we're going to bring in the mom element, which makes sense. I, I've said it on the podcast before. I don't, I don't like mother arcs. I just hate them. Mm-hmm. But they bring it up with her because they want to show how she balances, like, being somebody who's high-powered and having a kid. And it's it's a really interesting thing. It's, it's a really interesting dynamic that they explore, and I think they do it really well. Um, and then Lena Luthor, Lex Luthor's yes. sister, has one of my favorite lines. She's having this exchange with um, a person. Uh, she's another woman who apparently was actually controlling the bad guy. And she's like, haven't you heard? behind every great man's a great woman and then lena's just like i wouldn't know i never stand behind a man and i was like what yes that's awesome that's a great line lena luther is the best i love her so much like she's one of the most amazing female characters across all of the shows and i can't like what's really great about supergirl season three is that she's been elevated to main cast instead of recurring characters so we're gonna see a lot more of katie mcgroth that's the character that's the actor who plays her and she's just she's so good and i love her friendship with kara it's it's awesome and kara i really like too because the reason I really like hers is they don't make her that strong female character arc. Like, she's not mm-hmm. just, like, she has super strength, obviously. She's Supergirl, and she is mm-hmm. pretty much a god. But the fact that she's always exploring her powers and exploring her emotions and how they're tied together is really interesting. So, like, her powers are an entirely another character. And so yeah. she actually yeah. has to, 
like she has to learn that way, um, which I think they could have easily copped out and said, here's super strong. Here's what we go. We're not really going to explore mm -hmm. anything. We're going to watch. She does do like the Luke Cage fighting style, like the Luke Cage, Jessica Jones fighting style, where it's just punch, punch, punch. Yeah. Not like the cool stuff. Um, but well, that's more realistic as well, to some extent. That's all Superman does. Punch, punch, <laughs> yeah. punch. But um, but I think her as an actual character is really good. And the way she forms relationships with people is mm. is really awesome. And I think one of the most, the best part about Supergirl of the series and Kara herself, or Kara herself, is she has to realize that it's not easy to do good. Because there's yeah. this entire part where she's learning how to use her powers. And she's saving people, but she's, like, technically causing, like, disasters in the city, which are making other problems, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm kind of like, this is totally what it would be like. Um, but then again, mm -hmm. she is the main character of the show. So a lot of the focus goes into writing her. Whereas I think a lot of the side characters in these shows, not, not even just the female ones, but they do suffer from not getting a lot of attention. Um, the female ones just stick out to me is because I, I want to like them as a woman. I want to see awesome mm -hmm. representations there. Um, and so I get really angry when they're not. But but you do agree that, or do you feel as well as I do that there is like good, at least adequate or good female representation in Supergirl overall? Um, overall, yes. Overall, yes. Um, I think there's more that I want, but I can't, I, I feel like something's missing, but I can't really vocalize uh -huh. it. So I wouldn't say that it's, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock it. I think overall, I think you have women who are strong. You have women who are cold. You have women who are hyper emotional. You have women in their families. It, it, there's a whole bunch of different ways to navigate, you know, a women and their relationships in the show, which is really nice. So uh, Suara, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, and go a little bit deeper into that. Plug away, please. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me online on Twitter at Saleh one You can find my podcast, Beltway Banthas, which covers the intersection between politics and Star Wars, um, at Beltway Banthas on Twitter. And subscribe to us on iTunes if you're interested in a discussion of the political parallels within Star Wars and the real world or um viewing politics through the lens of star wars you know we cover all of that just find us on itunes through the name beltway banthas you can follow my co-host stephen kent on twitter at stephen underscore kent 89 that's stephen with a ph um you can i'm also a new contributor to the dc tv podcast network i'm going to be writing uh some articles for them like throughout the season uh links the flash supergirl and legends and um, you need to, ch those shows include the Flash podcast, Supergirl Radio, Legends of Tomorrow podcast, and uh, the classic DC TV, and Quiver, the Green Arrow podcast. They're all really fantastic shows. You all should check them out. And uh, one more plug, I've got something else relating to Star Wars, a Facebook group uh, called Sounds from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, where we discuss everything in the realm of Star Wars and music, John Williams, Michael Giacchino, and everything else. And if you're interested in joining, just send a member request and I'll accept you. So yeah, those are all my plugs. And I will include a very detailed list of everything in the show notes for this podcast and in our About Our Guests tab on our website. Um, so make sure you follow Suara. If you love us, you'll do it. 
And if you don't love us, you might love him more. So follow him. <laughs> um, as always, you can find me at Oh My Mithrandir on Instagram and Twitter. Adrian? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. And the next time I guess you hear from me, I'll I will have my Star Wars wedding. So fun times. Yay. And we'll be posting pictures of that. Yeah, so be sure to follow me on social media for all those great pictures. It's going to be lots of fun. If you weren't so far away, sorry, I'd invite you, but, you know, time zones. That's why we have time travel. You can find me on Twitter at datm18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. 